friends, welcome to another episode of the Long Distance Friends Podcast. My name is Liv. I look so fucking sexy right now. You have no idea. And if you do have an idea, because you check out my TikToks, um, you will know that I, I literally, I just got home. And when I say I just got home, I mean, I got home an hour ago and I was like, I really don't want to record because I would rather take a nap, but I don't want to wash this beautiful face off because this makeup looks so good. I feel like I need to like go out and be seen by people. Um, my makeup is done. My eyelashes are fake. My hair is stunning because the lovely, lovely, lovely KKP boudoir, KKP photography. And I just did a little, a little something. I was super excited about it. I know I like kind of hinted at it previously, but she is now offering a new setting. Like she has uh, additional studio space that she will be offering occasionally. And it is like a dungeon, like a kink dungeon. And she needed models. And I was like, I do things scared now. I do things that otherwise seemed intimidating. And also this seems like fun. Like this is my Samantha Jones energy. Like why wouldn't I do the like sexy, fun, unique thing? And so got to do some fun modeling with her. It's hot. It was so hot. And when I say hot, I do not mean temperature wise. I mean, it was spicy. Okay. It was great. I love it. I cannot wait. I have a bunch of the behind the scenes stuff. I just posted a behind the scenes like video, which made me so anxious because I'm like, this is like going on the internet, but also my nipples aren't out. My butthole is not out. You might see a sliver of booty cheek, but that's it. Like I'm covered. Chill. But like Loki, sometimes I look at these and I'm like, should I sell these? Like just out of curiosity. Cause like I, fun thing about me, I'm not like a big nude sender. Never have been. I did the, I did, listen, I loved Sex in the City in college. Okay. And Samantha Jones in an episode, it's discovered that like she, does like a boudoir shoot and like takes sexy photos and she hangs them in her house. And ever since I have started living on my own, I was like, I would love to have like sexy photos of myself that like one I look at and it like reminds me that like, yeah, I am that bitch. Okay. I am sexy. I am hot. I am fun. I am gorgeous. Right. Because I don't always feel like that. Like I get really stuck in the mundane. I've dated people that like didn't make me feel sexy I've dated people that did make me feel sexy but like how do I remember that I am the sexiest baddest bitch in my life like every single day I am the sexiest bitch even if it's just for five minutes you know I think of the non-negotiables with the trophy wife of like have sex every day if you want to be at your tip-top shape you want to feel your best be fucking be banging (laughs) and it's so true like you don't have to be banging somebody else but like sprinkle sprinkle anyways so yeah had a lot of fun cannot wait for all of that I will say it was a bit out of my comfort zone because I I get nervous you know like I okay let's unpack this so growing up I had this like, not a vibe, but like my family definitely would make comments and had jokes about me being more 
of a whore. Like I'm just going to say it outright, 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 outright. Like since I was about 12 years old, I feel like there was always jokes of like me being a bit more sexual or sexualized. You know, there was jokes of like, yeah, that'll happen the day Olivia becomes a nun. Cause like I was such a bad girl. And like in retrospect, I kissed two guys in middle school. Like I really was not that crazy, especially in comparison to like people who I was peers to where I was like, I'm afraid of like getting out of the box with like anything. And like, I am a romantic, like to my core, I know that I have a romanticized view of life. And I don't think that's a bad thing. You know, I've always loved romance novels. I've always loved rom-coms. I've always loved the like idea of love. And I think that that's real. But I also think like I'm also realistic enough to be like, I cannot fall in love with someone until I feel secure and I feel safe. And in doing that, I have to have uncomfortable conversations and know that they're a safe person to have disagreements with. They're a safe person to you know, have those difficult conversations and that they can be had in a space that's really safe. But you know, before developing to that point, I was just a little girl who loved the idea of being loved. And, you know, there was a lot of jokes of, of that, you know, my parents found out about a boy kissing me one time. And I mean, it was like the end of the world, you know, it wasn't, and it was age appropriate. I think I was like 13. And this was the second guy to kiss me. And I think he like kissed me in public or something. And my parents found, I think my sister told my parents and like my mom wouldn't be in the same room as me for a couple of weeks. Like I'd walk into a room and she'd be like, you disgust me. Like, I can't look at you right now. Go like, this is my house. I'm not leaving, but I cannot look at you leave. And I was humiliated, like genuinely humiliated. And again, I, I was 13, you know, it was just a make out easy peasy. And I, I feel really sad for the version of myself that experienced that because one, no child deserves to be made to feel like they're a whore by their family when they're not. They're 13. They've got a lot of hormones. Like no one was having conversations with me about safe sex. Nobody was having conversations with me about healthy PDA. Like my parents are not big on PDA. They had, you know, a very not lovey-dovey, touchy-feely type of dynamic. And like, that's fine. That's completely fine. But I am someone who does like a little bit more. And also when you're 13, that's normal. Like 13-year-olds, they're fucking juiced up and have no idea what they're doing. You know, that's a really good time to have conversations about, hey, totally cool. Maybe not a good vibe to be doing this in public because like people could take a photo and put it online and like that would be embarrassing 20 years from now. So maybe, just maybe, do it somewhere else. But also you don't have a space to do those things. Like when you're 13, the mall is the only place that you have. And I feel like it kind of like continued. And for years, like I felt like the only thing that I really had was like, I was sexual, you know, like that was the only trait that I had. It's just growing up. It was always like, she's the dancer. She's the whore. She's the artsy one. She's aloof. She just does her little thing. My sister was the smart one. You know, she was, she was the go-getter, the smart one. Now I did, I did have moments in high school that like, 
yeah, that's where things got dangerous. And a lot of it was just like, I wasn't having the conversations. I didn't know I you're doing things on your own. And the only things that I have to go off of are fucking books where everything always works out in the end. And like, I couldn't wait to get out. It did lead to some other places. Um, thank you guys for bearing with me last week with unpacking some trauma. I know that that sometimes is uncomfortable. And if it made you uncomfortable, I'm sorry about that, but I lived it. So I want to record. I just don't know what to record about. And I really want you guys to know that I look gorgeous right now. Thank you to Miss Lauren, the makeup artist with Miss KKP. Okay. So gorgeous. Sorry, I'm looking at myself and I just like, let's talk about self-love. I feel like I go up and down every other day with looking in the mirror and loving what I see. You know, like I look at my face and I'm like, God, that's my gorgeous girl. That's my girl right there. That is my, that is me, you know? And it's like, oh my God, I'm so lucky that that's me. Holy shit. And I think that's a big thing of like why I like getting these photos done because I look back at them and I'm like, fuck, yeah, that's the same person that I brush my teeth to in the mirror. Like, that's the same woman. Hell yeah. You know, like it makes me so proud, you know, especially because like I feel like my sexuality was something that was weaponized against me when I was really young. And then as I got older, I was like, this is the only thing men want me for. I feel like there's this culture that says that I should be out here and I should be sleeping with whoever I want. I should just be going and going and going. And like, that's not me. I know that that makes me feel bad in the end. And that like, I, I am more sensual than I am sexual and they can go hand in hand, but like, I need the romance. I need the energetic connection. Like for me, it's not just about like my body. And I realize that unfortunately I've had a lot of men and boys and even women in my life that have seen my body, liked something about it and kind of used me for that. And that's not a unique thing at all. And I'm not trying to say that it is. I think every single person, man or woman has had an experience where they walked away from it and went, I feel dirty, not because I had sex without the confines of a marital contract, but because I don't feel like that person wanted me because that person saw me as a piece of meat and they used me. I feel used. And I've had people who I'm no longer together with who I don't regret any of the sexual encounters. And I have people that I do. And the people that I do, it's because I walked away from it and I went, they didn't care about me. They didn't care about if I enjoyed myself. They just showed up. They did what they wanted to do and like left. There's no way to say this without sounding a little crass, but like, I know other women have this experience of being a tool in someone else's masturbation. And what I mean by that is I am here, but you are using me the same way you would use your hand, a fleshlight, a toy. I am just here for them to facilitate getting off. And I, like two years ago, was like, I will never do this again. Like, I will never be in a circumstance where I am willingly letting someone else use me, use my body, use my brain, use anything about me. Like, that's not right. And I think part of that is like needs to be taught, you know, at a home level. I was listening to Tyler Cameron's book 
because I love an autobiography. I love a celeb autobiography. It is who I am. Take it or leave it, baby. But Tyler Cameron from The Bachelorette, fun fact, he grew up where I grew up. We do have a like connection. And I think that he's such a, a nice gentleman, truly. But in his book, he talks a lot about the fact that like he had to learn, you know, kind of through trial and error of like consent and being like, you know, I didn't realize that I was making the women in my life feel bad because I wasn't caring about how they were feeling, if they were enjoying it when I realized that like it was a game changer and that he became this global celebrity, like the king of consent. And he was like, I should not be celebrated for this. This is embarrassing. Do you guys understand how embarrassing it is for the world to put me on a pedestal? Because I said, I'm not going to have sex with you if you don't want to have sex with me. But if we do have sex, I want to make sure that it is something that you enjoy because I'm. It, it's not for me. It's It's for us. Welcome to the sex episode, guys. I don't know. We're just, we're talking about bangalangan today. So yeah, there's that. I am wildly attracted to myself right now because I look so gorgeous. Like genuinely, I don't know how someone could see me on the street and not be like, I'm sorry, let me lay down my life for you. Like I get why men went to war, you know? Like I see myself dolled up and feeling myself and feeling good. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. I get it. I would. I'd like I'd, I'd get it. Like if I were a man and I saw me, I'd be like, "Ma'am, what do you need? What do you need done? What can I do for you? How what do I need to do to like provide you with everything that you may need?" I've also been seeing a lot of Shira 7 on my TikTok. If you do not know who she is, she's the sprinkle sprinkle lady. Sprinkle sprinkle. I love her. I think she's so cool. I think she's so real. Like, I think she's just so blatantly honest. And like, I get where she's coming from. I'm going to sit back because that's what makes me comfy. Like, she appeals to anyone who is very specifically looking for a man of a certain financial perspective. But the things that she says are fucking true of like, if a man wants to take care of you, let him take care of you. Absolutely. But don't stop taking care of yourself. Like men don't want someone who can't live without them. They want to add to the woman who's more than capable of taking care of herself. The men who want a woman who is incapable of caring for herself are are poppy, are daddy. And that's not what you want. You want a strong man who knows that you can hold your own, who is impressed by you. So like get the fuck up, save your money, go to school, do what you need to do. And if you want him to facilitate that, then like, hey, pop off slay, good for you, do what you want to do. But like she's able to hold her own, you know, like I think she gets a lot of shit because she's like, yeah, he should be paying for things. He should be paying for more. He should be doing this financially. But she makes a good point of like, like I sit there and I think about, you know, the three month rule that we've talked about and that comes up a lot of like you really get to see who a person is after three months because you can be kind and courteous and civil for three months. And then after three months, that mask is going to slip. You know, three months, six months, and a year, you're going to start to see who this person is. Her thing is she's like, when a man has invested $5,000 in you, you'll you'll see who he really is. Let him invest because that's that's a significant investment. After about 5K has been spent on you, okay, are you in or are you not? I was like, fuck, all right, shit. And that's Shira Seven, uh, Sprinkle Sprinkle Lady, if you don't know her. Honestly, I'm going to be so honest. Everything that I've talked about already, I'm probably going to have to edit the fuck out of because I am just 
talking. I am just rambling. And I feel like a lot of this I don't want to put out there. I want to put a lot of it out there, um, but I probably don't want to put all of it, you know? So after this photo shoot, I am looking real cute. I've got my little Fleetwood Mac band tee. I've got a little flannel. I got my Lulu's and I was wearing the cutest little black booties. And I was like really feeling myself. I was like, I need to go out. I need to do something like someone needs to see me. Hold on. I look so cute. The world deserves to see this. I don't know where to go. I don't know where to go. I'm not currently, there's no roster currently. I am working on getting some girlfriends, but I, I'm like, I would feel disrespectful to any of these women who I am, you know, trying to become friends with to be like, yo, let's meet right now. And I have a lot of friends that are like, just go to a coffee shop, read a book. And I'm like, yeah, I'd love to, but it's 2 p.m. on a Sunday in like the Bible Belt. Shit isn't open. And if it is open, it's about to close. Ugh. Also, I think I told you guys this. Like, I'm not going to meet my man here. Like, yes, people deserve to see me looking good. But also, I deserve to see me looking good. Like, I I will sit in front of a mirror for an hour and a half and just gaze at my own eyes. Because at the end of the day, I do this for me. And I feel like I look hot. Like, what do I want to do? Go to a bar and get hit on by people that I'm, like, not really interested in? I might be interested in one of them. Uh, maybe not. Ooh, I got a wax this past week. Um, I I love the girl that does my waxes, okay? Her name is Haley. She is so fucking funny. And I have been going to her for, like, a couple months. And it's the funniest thing in the world because, like, you know, they they always remember your things. Uh, my girlfriend Jess used to uh, be an esthetician and she was like, I love my clients. Like, I remember everything about everybody. I know what's going on with who. They walk in. They're going on a date. They're going on that. Like, all the things. And my girl Haley is <laughs> like that. And she was like, hey, girl, what's going on? Like, the first time I met her, I was like, I have three dates lined up this weekend. She was like, bitch, good for you. Good for you. And then I was like, oh, one of the guys from the that weekend, like I'm still seeing. And then I was like, oh, things are going still pretty well with this guy. She was like, so like, what's the update? I was like, it's not anymore. <laughs> I think like it's funny to me. I'm like, oh, so what's going on? It's like, not not that actually. And she was like, oh, you know, it happens. It happens. And and we we move on. We keep going. It's like, right, exactly. Also, okay, we're going to talk about reality TV because I I fucking love it. You know what I'm going to do after this? I'm going to take off all of this. I'm going to put my muumuu back on because, yes, I showed up to the photo shoot in a muumuu, okay, and Uggs. No jacket, no pants, a muumuu and Uggs because I am that bitch. Say it with me, friends. I am that bitch. That's your motto for today. I want every single one of you to look at yourself in the mirror, and I want you to say this. I am that bitch. I am the best version of myself. I am the version of myself that I used to dream about. And I am proud of who I am. I'll give you a minute. All right, now that we're done with that, I'm proud of you. If I haven't said it lately, I'm proud of you. So reality TV, okay? I fucking love. So the first Housewives franchise that I really got into was Beverly Hills. I, to my core, I believe that I would fit in on that cast. 
genuinely put me in coach. And by coach, I mean Andy. Hey, Andy, put me in. I would do so well, okay? I want to know everything. I love Real Housewives. I, I'm i going to be honest. Jersey, I want to love, but like I feel like it gets kind of repetitive, you know? Uh, New York, so fun. But Salt Lake City. Oh, my God, Salt Lake City is the up and coming okay like the first three seasons you're like okay like it's it's good but like whatever um one of the women her husband right gets fired from his job because of a scene where she and him are in like underwear doing like the love is art thing where they're like putting paint on themselves and they're like making out on a canvas and his company was like yep fired and he was like "Uh." like it wasn't even that bad could you imagine? Could you imagine? Is that common? Do people get fired? I know like teachers get fired for having an OnlyFans, but like why? Morality. Why are we deciding what someone else's morals are? Why are we deciding what is morally ethical or not? Like just saying. If it's not illegal. Okay. So anyways, Salt Lake City. Jen Shaw has gone to jail. If you don't know who Jen Shaw is, Jen Shaw is a woman who was on The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. She was married to Coach Sharif. Uh, and she was running a scheme where she was, like, getting people's information off the internet. She was selling it to people. She was making millions. And she was fraud and scamming the shit out of, like, primarily older people. And, like, it got busted. Her whole team was like, yeah, we're guilty. We, we're we just going to go ahead and plead it. And she was like, absolutely not. I am not guilty. I am not fighting this. Absolutely not. Right. Okay. Sure, bitch. Sure. The episode where, like, she gets arrested, basically, the women are leaving for something. They're on a sprinter van. And the fucking Homeland Security shows up. Like, the SWAT team shows up. And they're like, we're here for Jen Shaw. And they were like, she just left, like, five minutes ago. And they're like, what is what is going on? on they dip right she gets arrested whatever she's like this is so not true spoiler alert it is she's currently in federal prison she gave one of the castmates a black eye heather gay her castmate and friend in season three they go to i think they're in like california or something and they're drunk and like jen has a habit of like getting physical jen hits people jen throws things like she gets heated and she starts getting feisty right heather wakes up and is like got a black guy last night. i don't know how and she's covering for jen so hard jen's over there and she's like she doesn't know how it happened we got to figure it out like it's oh my god so season four jenna's in jail I am only a couple episodes in. Like, I know the season has already ended. Give me a fucking break, okay? I'm a very busy woman. It makes me cackle because Heather's finally like, yeah, it was Jen. Yeah, she gave me the black guy. Also, also one of our new castmates is one of the women who led, like, a troll account for her. And they're like, oh! And they're like, yeah, she also used to post slander about us. And she's like, well, I wasn't the only one running the account. It was also other people. Okay. Love it. I should rewatch Shit's Creek. I know I do Shit's Creek voices. I do a Moira voice pretty frequently. And I love it. 
this is a mess of an episode. I'm probably not going to put this out there. I'm going to be honest. This is a shit show. But I love reality TV. If you have any good reality TV recs, let me know. I'm so excited for the new season of Vanderpump Rules. I think I'm going to take this makeup off because my eyelids are starting to get heavy. I have not been eating as properly as I should have because I'm tired. Okay? I'm a sleepy girl. But I need to eat about 100 more grams of protein today. I need to eat about 30 more grams of fiber. Just going to be pounding berries. Okay? Oh, I will say I feel like I'm at a point where eating is like, I'm just kind of tired of it. Like, I don't feel hungry. I just feel like a little tired. Just a little. Because I feel like I'm doing a lot of it. You know? Um... I need a nap is what I need. I slept like shit last night. It's finally catching up to me. I should go to a coffee shop and read a book and expose myself to people. I'm okay. I should edit this and just be like, I'm sorry, guys. Here's just a a modge podge of ramblings and my thoughts. But in reality, I don't think this is going to go out. I don't even know why I keep talking. And if it does, you're welcome. You're welcome. It'll be heavily edited and it'll be a quick episode because I feel good, but I need a little nappy nap. And I feel like I can't do that with fake eyelashes on. But also it is later in the day and I feel like I should not take a nappy nap because it'll fuck up my sleep schedule tonight. Or I could take a melatonin. I could take a melatonin. Okay. Well, I'm going to go ahead and put a pause on this and maybe I'll record later and come back. But if not... I love you guys. Thank you for being here. Genuinely, I know that this is just like a silly little audio diary for me, basically. But people in, I feel like, my inner circles know that, like, I'll tell them what's going on eventually. And it's nice for me to, one, have a way to keep track of what's been going on in my life and in my mind. And it gives me something to do and it gives me some meaning to my days. But I feel like it also helps me keep people that are far away from me included in what's going on in my life. You know, I really appreciate my girlfriends who have reached out to me to let me know, like, hey, I haven't listened in a while, but I'm catching up. And like, I had no idea this happened. And I was like, I thought I told them that. Oops. I mean, I had a girlfriend who was re-listening to a bunch of episodes and she was like, wait, when did you stop seeing this guy? And I was like, oh, fuck. I thought I told you about that. She was like, I think you vaguely mentioned it, but like, I didn't realize like what all went down. And I was like, don't worry. It's in there. Um, You know, being able to recount these years and times and keep accountable. Oh, oh my God. If you listened to last week's episode, I talked about my 12 magical nights where I was burning a wish every night for 12 nights. And I have my wish, which I am responsible for this year. It is finding a treat that my cat Pastrami likes. Uh, So far, not a great start. Made some salmon today. He did not care. Didn't care at all. I don't know what it's going to take to get him to like having a little treat because we are a little treat family. Okay. Um, going to plug my girl, KKP photography, uh, KKP boudoir. If you just search KKP booty, B O U D I, you'll find her. Oh my God. Side note. 
Gypsy Rose Blanchard. The woman herself, Gypsy Rose Blanchard, is fucking free. She's out. She's out of jail. And like genuinely slay. Okay, it's K-K-P-B-O-U-D-I. KKP booty. Yeah. So Gypsy Rose Blanchard is released from jail. She was released from jail back in late December of 2023. Uh, currently, it is early to mid. What is, what is this month? January. January. It's early to mid January currently. And my girl, my girl has been on The View. She's been on Good Morning America. She's been on The Vile Files. She has been. Literally everywhere. Well, part of it is her Lifetime docuseries is getting released. But, like, I can't get enough of her. Like, she truly – I studied media, so I really want to, like, unpack this. The way that she posts on social media brings me so much joy, okay? Because let's take into account she was heavily abused, right? So she didn't really have access to social media. She wasn't able to express herself in an age-appropriate way during the years that she was that age, right? So when she was 16, her mom was telling everybody that she was eight with the mentality of a four-year-old and that she was deathly ill, right? She came out. She got the most 2006 French manicure acrylic nail that I have ever seen and I'm living for it. I hope she brings it back. I hope she brings it back in a trend. Square and it was like, she had like a square French mani, right? And it was like diagonaled. Like it was like angular with like a stripe on the other side. And I was like, ah, like this is so cunt. I love it. Okay. She is just giving such vibes. It's very evident that like this is her first time on social media and I'm living for it. Like she's commenting on her husband's like his her profile not his profile photo her husband posted a photo on instagram and she let me read it because i know i know a lot of you probably are not following it and i i think you should first and foremost oh my god she follows joe burrow can we just talk about who she follows it's like a bunch of different verified channels and stuff like that travis kelsey joe burrow brett the hitman Hart. I don't even know who the fuck that is. Eric Church. And her husband, Ryan, is verified. Slay King. Okay, so he posted, he posted, you know, a traditional Facebook dad selfie, right? She comments on it. Ryan. Oh, I, I want to emphasize, he doesn't have a caption. No caption, just the photo. Ryan, don't listen to the haters. I love you and you love me. We do not know anyone, anything. Our family is who matters. If you get likes and good comments, great. If you don't, if you get hate, then whatever, because all caps, they don't matter. I love you. Double heart emoji. Besides, they're jealous because you are rocking my world every night. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah, I said it. The D is fire. Fire emoji. Happy wife, happy life. Red heart emoji. Honestly, slay girl, but also this is the sex episode. Apparently we've been talking about it. What is her comparison? Like I genuinely, cause let's, let's think about it. We know that Gypsy Rose had sex with, what is it? Got her, the, the creepy guy who killed her mom, the guy who killed her mom, she and him had sex 
in a movie theater bathroom while she was dressed as Cinderella. While they were at the movie theater to watch the Cinderella movie. Back in 2012, 13, was it 2015? 2015. Is that the only comparison that we have, Miss Gypsy? Just curious. But, like, I love this. She, the way that she posts is, like, it's not media literate. And I say that with love because, like, it's understandable that she went. She didn't have access to social media. This is her first time doing this. You know, it's the same way that, like, we see our moms post videos where they're, like, there's, like, a pause. And then they're, like, hi, guys. Okay, I'm sending you this message. You're not sending me a message. You're just posting a TikTok. Like, you could just go about it and just be, like, okay, so here's what I'm doing, whatever. And they're, like, hi, here's my introduction. I hope you guys are well. Thank you for being here. And I appreciate your support. Today, I wiped my ass. I love it. I love it. Two people have liked my behind the scenes video of my shoot so far. Love it. Oh, just kidding. 20 people have. Slay. Okay, so not to be that person, but something that I have noticed. So this is my second time getting photos done with her after the first time it was partially because like I was going through a breakup and I was like I need to feel sexy again because I didn't feel sexy in that like I didn't feel like I was desired in that way and I'm like come on and I need I like I need to take the leap of like faith because like I wanted the photos I always have but like that was I think the encouragement of like I have felt like I'm in a, a rut and I need to get out of it. And it helped so much. And then my situationship ended. And then I do another one. I'm like, is this just like when things end? I'm like, all right. Time to take some more photos for me that make me feel good about me. I'm a little lonely, but I'm not that lonely. I'm a little lonely. Yeah. I do miss companionship. Companionship is nice. But I've got my boys. I've got my boys. Got my cats. Now taking applications for companionship. I want more than companionship, though. I want a companion, but I want a life partner, you know? And I'm not going to settle for less. I'm not a settler. I'm not. Like, every time that I think that I am, I'm gracefully reminded that I am very much not. And I respect the people that acknowledge that I'm not a settler and respect that about me. Okay. I know I've already tried to end this, and then I got side-railed. I love you so much. Thank you for being here. I am proud of every single one of you. One more time. I love myself. There's a repeat after me. I'll give you time. I love myself. I'm proud of myself. I am currently the version of myself I have always dreamed of being. I love you so much. Have a great day. Bye.